Hello everybody and welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast. Sorry for the delay. I wanted to let everybody know that this week is kind of weird. John's uncle passed away and also I've been working nights. He's been working out of town this week so it's really just crazy and we could never get it together and find a time where we could sit down and record. So we will definitely be getting back to normal. But I didn't want to absolutely have nothing for you guys. So I was able to get a short bit of audio with John's boss, actually, Shane Spiller. He was at an event that I kind of helped out somewhat, and we were able to sit down and record for a little while. So it's not an episode proper. It's more kind of like an Earth Oddity mini-sode, I guess you could say. And we'll be back to normal next week. I promise, guys, again, sorry for the craziness going on. There's just a lot going on. So we hope you all have a week, and hopefully we'll be back on schedule next week. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, coming at you live from the Oak City Market. I guess it's not live because by the time this gets to your ears, the Oak City Market will have come and gone. But I am Tiny, and sitting here with me, it's not John Long, because he's busy today, but I've got a very special treat. I was able to get his better-looking millionaire boss, Mr. Shane Spiller, <laughs> to come in and sit for him and fill in. How are you doing? Welcome to the hey, show, Mr. Tiny. Shane. Man, it's great to meet you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah. I hear from John that you listen. Now, I don't know if you're just being nice to him. No, I do. I do actually listen. I've got uh, <laughs> maybe two episodes I hadn't heard yet, and I'm okay. going to be... We're going to be knocking those out, because we're going to Birmingham today for a little soccer. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. So... Uh, what brings you out here this morning? Just uh, I know you're friends with Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I am friends with Jeff. And so, you know, for your listeners, the Oak City Market is in Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, here, actually in the shadows of Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yeah, that's true. Roll Tide. And uh, <laughs> so right here in front of the Calvary Baptist Church. But yeah, Jeff Hearn obviously uh, runs the S.D. Allen Ministries, mm-hmm. which helps with a lot of um, charities. And, and as I've Heard he helps you know with you and your family as, as your charity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you buy some some goods and services from him. I have. I'm yeah. guilty. <laughs> okay, well, that's all right. You know we're in the furniture business. You know. Yes, okay. sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Jeff Hearn, great guy. Uh, How did you get to know Jeff? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Bizarre story. I actually met him of all places. I met him on the internet on the Web Sleuths forum. The Web uh, Sleuths for Yeah, we're both like true crime fans, and we met we met on there of all places. So, well, that's that's totally Greek to me. I have no idea what you're talking about, Web Sleuths. But, we were um, trying to solve a murder that we didn't solve. Okay, but we, you know what? It blocked that murder investigation blossomed into a beautiful friendship. So, so you're saying there's a forum where you can go and you guys actually uh get the facts of the case or discuss the facts well uh, maybe sometimes some facts but also an awful lot of hearsay (laughs) 
an awful <laughs> lot of meddling from the public. Okay. It's uh it's it's only I would say it's maybe half as good as it as it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> but of all of all places, that's that's where we met. And then I just found out that uh he runs SD Allen Ministries and I was like, Well, hey, I do a podcast. It's not a true crime podcast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we I guess about a couple years ago we did like an event over there at SD Allen, and then we wanted to do it last year, but COVID, you know, I'm sure as you know, it, yeah. it messed everything up, so we didn't do it. And then this year, uh, this is kind of like his event that he's doing, and he asked us to be out here, and we were like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll come out there. I don't really, you know, have a, a vendor. I don't have a food truck, but I can I can come out there and help out where I where I can." And then he had I asked John to be out here. Of course, John, he turns out he was going to be doing some kind of community project today. Okay. But Jeff texted me last night and was like, well, what if we got Shane yeah. to come fill in? And I was like, yeah, we can do that. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> well, I hope you're prepared because I, as I told you earlier, I, I have prepared nothing. Uh, but, I, you know, I can definitely talk about John. Uh, well, uh, let me ask you this. Tell me about Spiller Furniture. I know it's a family business. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in my mind, I like to picture that your great, great, great grandfather was like maybe having an affair with the Duchess of Wales and had to flee to America and yeah. build a furniture empire here. Is that how it happened? Anything like that? Uh, kind of, sort of. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, but my, it is, you know, my grandfather did start the business in okay. 1948. If you if you look back through history, a lot of businesses were started in 1948. And I'm going to ask you, do you, you think you even know the reason why 1948 is a magic? Well, I know 1948 is right after World War II. That's right. Does that have That's anything to do with it? Exactly right. You're okay. right on nail on the head. Uh, a lot of people had to have a wartime job, mm -hmm. and so therefore they, you know, went to work in a factory making something for the war effort. Uh, same thing with my grandfather. He was working here in Tuscaloosa. Was working next to one of his relatives who owned a liquor store and mm -hmm. owned a moving company. Okay. And uh, my dad's, uh, my grandfather's uh, relative liked the liquor business better. So when they got out, he said, "Hey, come to work with me at the moving." moving uh, company. So my grandfather did that and it kind of blossomed into selling furniture that people couldn't use in their new homes, uh, you know, used merchandise, appliances, that sort of thing. He started right. selling on credit. And when he sold on credit, he actually, uh, you know, built a, a lot of business that way, uh, gained a lot of trust. Uh, it took a lot to, to get the business started. But anyway, now we've got locations in West Alabama and, and East Mississippi. Nice. Yeah. All right. How about that? So that, again, 1948, and now we're what 70-something years later, 75 mm -hmm. years later, and, and um, just uh, been great. And you know, John's been with us now. Uh, I don't know, maybe five years. It seems like 12 or 15, but um, <laughs> but no, John's been a great addition to the to the Spiller Empire. And of course, his previous knowledge of running his own business definitely right. translates into into our business, and just you know, uh, brings a lot of people skills yes, uh, into the game. So it's good. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, so did let me ask you this: Did they ever catch those people that were trying to fence the furniture? The <laughs> fence the furniture. The uh, John he said that the Secret Service he called the oh, Secret yeah, yeah. Service. There was a lady who stole some credit cards. Was trying yes. to yeah. So get John, a bunch of stuff. you know, John don't like anybody to get anything over on him. So <laughs> no. they uh, so so John investigated this uh, and, and kept trying to bring along so we sell furniture online if you go to spillerfurniture.com we sell furniture there somebody uh pretended to be somebody else uh -huh. in prattville alabama or montgomery and said hey i want this furniture about six or seven thousand dollars delivered right away and so john called him up at that time he knew it was a fraud but he called him up anyway to to try to string them along and yeah he called the secret service talked to the <laughs> fbi 
all kinds of people about the credit card fraud. <laughs> uh, so to ask your question, I don't think they ever called them. Oh, man. <laughs> it seems like if you were trying to steal goods that you were later going to resell, it seems like furniture is not a good pick. You want small, yeah. valuable things like jewelry or yes. maybe gift cards. Yeah, something that's easily... Uh, <laughs> If you can hide. Yeah, unless yeah. you're just a criminal that has a warehouse somewhere and you can store all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that was crazy. But they, they, they thought they had some some furniture going to be delivered in a few hours, and John kept stringing them along. It was funny. <laughs> it was great. He, he thought he had them nailed, especially yeah. when the Secret Service called and it popped up on his caller ID. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have any funny John stories? I mean, besides the him talking to the Secret Service trying to bust these credit card frauds. Uh, you know, I tell you, John is a very driven individual. He he can be motivated by money. Um, <laughs> and so just one of the great stories that, you know, I, I I got to looking at John walking up down the hall. And I was like, John, won't you come join me at the Y? And uh, John was like, I tell you what, let's save some money and let's just put a hundred dollars on who can lose the most weight <laughs> and by golly he uh he, he turned it on man he started exercising started walking every morning he uh he was drinking water like left and right he had big jugs of water sitting on his desk and and uh government if he didn't lose more percentage of weight than i did and he's kept it off he's been good at it so um but the one thing about john is he has no back end and i've got yeah. just the opposite i got a big back end so uh anyway john um He's a good guy. I've really enjoyed getting to know him more. I grew up next door to his first cousins, uh-huh. uh, Judd and, and, and Todd Lunsford in Tuscaloosa. And, of course, John grew up in Fayette. Right. But we would go visit John from time to time in Fayette uh, with his cousins. So that was that was always a good time and just enjoyed getting to know John over the years and certainly have gotten to know him a lot better in these last few years working together. Nice. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not really – much dirt on John. <laughs> right. I'm not sure I've got much dirt on him. As was, John does a really good job of, of uh, keeping dirt to himself <laughs> until the statute of limitations have run out at the very least. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. He tells me about his former life where he was a deadhead and followed the dead and the, and the fish and yeah. all those other bands that all those folks followed and uh, doing all those things that he used to do. Uh, but uh, I didn't know him in that life, so I can't really speak to that. But I right. can tell you that he's... He's open. He's an open book, and, um, and it's Absolutely. good, to, you know, good to have that kind of person to work next to because he's he's humble, and mm-hmm. uh, that that really means a lot. And and I've just like I said, I've enjoyed getting to know him. Certainly love having him as a coworker, and wouldn't have you know couldn't think of anybody better to to talk to our employees or our customers than John Long, and um, you know, so it's been good to to hear him through the podcast and get to know him that way. But you know, if you want any other dirt like. Stuff he shouldn't be doing as a as a foster parent, you know, uh, you know, keeping keeping uh, prescription drugs and guns laying around the house. They do that all the time. I mean, that's really bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear those stories, you can uh, tune into the Patreon oh, section. The Patreon section. You have to pay to pay to get that, boys and girls. Yeah. Are you listening, uh, CPA? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you have money. What are the rich doing to prepare for the massive inflation that's coming down the pike? <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, you know, uh, for you to be rich, you know, you got to say you got to just what spend less than you make. Yes. Uh, and so, all I can say is it's coming. I'm telling you that we've yeah. seen price increases left and right. I'm, I'm sure you have as well. Mm-hmm. If, if you buy any goods and services, uh, groceries, uh, it's coming because of demand. I mean. Uh, the U.S. government kept feeding everybody some cash yes. and, and still continues to do that. 
And uh, the more they do that, the more people are going to spend, the more they're going to depend on the government and, uh, you know, not work. And right. uh, and I just think it's a, not a good thing. We need to make sure everybody knows the value of a dollar. And the way to know that is to is to work for it it's and to work earn for it. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes perfect sense. I know I'm not I'm not a smart enough person to figure it out. Like I know when I was a kid, it's like, well, why can't they just print more money? But I guess the more you print, uh, the less value it holds. Yeah, and somehow I mean, somehow that that's how that works. I, you know, I guess you're right. It's kind of like Bitcoin. I mean, <laughs> Bitcoin's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for that's it. True. I guess. And, that's true. I mean, I guess that's that's true for anything. I remember yeah. uh, my dad and me when I was a kid got into baseball card trading. Okay, I know that's. Shock! Everybody was into that in the early nineties. I was too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I had the first score set. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it came out in the mid, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Anyway, score baseball cards. Uh-huh. I had that first set. I think somewhere. <laughs> so what's it worth? <laughs> I have no idea, but I do know that uh, that there was a lot in the nineties. This was you know before the internet, or at least the internet was 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 big, and so a lot of these cards people like. Uh, Baseball card companies would say they're rare, but we didn't have any kind of handle on how many had actually been made. So uh, some of them are worth some money, but uh, they're not as worth as much as people thought they were going to be, at least in the 90s. I know I've got my dad and and our old baseball card set, and uh, I haven't started going through it yet. But yeah, there's uh, a. It's like I remember there was a baseball card guy that told my dad, he's like, well, you know, what's this car worth? It's like, well, it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. And if someone's not willing to pay, ten dollars for a jose conseco rookie rookie card then it's not worth that you know yeah. but i mean maybe someone's willing to pay a lot more you just it's and, and i guess that goes for money too it, it's worth what people it, <laughs> when you think about it it's almost like a giant pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> just get a couple of people to sell up underneath you underneath you <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've gotten suckered into those before they sound really good yeah yeah <laughs> do you want to you want to give Spiller Furniture, like a, a plug while we're, while we're here? I mean... I can, yeah. Um, well, like I said, Spiller Furniture and Mattress is my family's business. I've, I've been lucky enough to go into the business. My grandfather started in 48. I, I um, came into the business. My dad and his three sisters were running it for a while. And, um, and so I was able to go into the business, thankfully. And dad gave me a choice. He didn't have much of a choice. He and his sisters were... <laughs> pretty much told you're gonna work in the business and that's what you're gonna do right and i think dad um he did a great job running the business for many many years and and kept it going and 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 his sisters got out in the early 90s but he continued to 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 keep it going and keep it afloat and and so i was able to go into it in about 95 when i got out of college here at alabama and have enjoyed it i really love it we got about 115 employees and mm-hmm. so we support a lot of families and a lot of people uh, around the the community and around the area and i'm just thankful to have the business to have people like john long to work with me that's just a great thing they are family you know our spill of furniture family and um, you know I, I tell everybody at work that you don't work for me you work for yourself you know if you can go make a better living and uh, it's better for you and your family somewhere else and i will support you and i will encourage that um, but I want everybody to come to come to Spiller Furniture and, and, and you know enjoy their time there and feel like they're getting paid uh, mm-hmm. a good value for their time and efforts and um, that's how I really feel about it and I hope everybody knows that um, you know so I, I don't know if I was working for somebody I guess I'd want to have the same attitude from them as well. Right. Um, what do you think about it being a being a union man? <laughs> well. <laughs> 
I tell you what, I don't feel as valued as the people at Spiller Furniture, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine working in a union situation. I, I couldn't, uh, but you've been at Goodrich how long? I've been there 17 years, so okay. so so quite quite a, quite a long time. And I and I guess I got to be as honest. As far as the union, I mean, that's just there was a union there before I joined, and that's just kind of you know yeah. what you do. So, well, I, um, growing up in Tuscaloosa yeah. in Menorah States, all my friends' fathers worked at Goodrich. I mean, that was the factory in mm-hmm. Tuscaloosa for many years. And so in the in the 80s, you know, we didn't have Mercedes, we didn't have JVC, we didn't have. Uh, the other big plants around town. So pretty much the, the factory job was Goodrich. Mm-hmm. And I know it supported a lot of families yeah. in our community. And, and um, you know, they do a, a good job there putting out a good product. And so just stay awake on the job and make sure our tires are safe and we'll be good. <laughs> yes, sir. Because that's actually my job. I, I recently, I was a curman for a while, but I, that's actually, uh, I recently switched jobs back to QA. So that's that's what so I do. quality so I'm, control? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm checking tires and making sure they're, they uh, pass the Christopher Sullivan seal of approval. So, <laughs> you have your own stamp? <laughs> no, uh, we have. It's all computerized. Okay, used to. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'd love to see that that process. Uh, yeah. Do, do you do you give tours? Uh, they occasionally, if you're a family member, they used to give tours around Labor Day. Although I can't remember the last tour. I remember I tried to get my son, who was like eight years old at the time. I was like, Hey, do you want to come see where daddy works? And he's like, nah, I just want to hang out at Mimi and Pawpaw's house. So. <laughs> probably have better snacks there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Well, Goodrich has been a good factory and a good mm-hmm. uh, community partner for a long time. And, um, you know, I've met some folks that work there through the chamber and mm-hmm. some other events. And, and uh, so it's been, been great, but, um, it's been also really good to get to meet you today. And, and, uh, like I said, we, we love listening to the podcast and, Enjoy y'all's uh, banter every week. <laughs> well, I tell you what, John makes it easy. He's <laughs> he's fun guy to talk to. Well, you know, we need to start a uh, segment called "Ask Questions About John." Yeah, we do. Yeah, or we answer do. questions about John, something like that. Yeah, you know, no, instead of ask John questions, ask questions about John. That's right. That's what we need to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. So you guys call in, text, and email to the show to to ask questions about John. We'll we'll you know maybe Tiny could email me. I could email Tiny and. Winking or tell blinking, blinking or tell nod, nod or tell right. Barney, and Barney tell you. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, and ma'am. if uh, I tell you what, if John ever quits like he's threatened to do, I know where I can find a replacement. <laughs> so tell John he can be replaced. Oh yeah, yeah. Make him uh, make him scared about his job. So yeah. uh, as long as I get double his pay, we'll be all right. All right, <laughs> hey, I can I can do that. <laughs> all right, awesome. <laughs> zero times two is zero. zero. So. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks, Tiny. All right. Good to see you. You too. (laughs) And that'll about do it. I'm sorry, people. That is all I got. I recorded some other stuff at the event, but unfortunately, we tried to record it through a mixer, and I had never used a mixer before, so it didn't turn out great. My apologies. We'll be back on schedule next week. Everybody have an excellent week this week. Hope you're productive, more productive than I have been Rate and review us if you're so inclined. Thank you so much. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.